when a child is diagnosed with a serious, life-threatening illness, everyone in the family is affected. These stories from those families will move and inspire you. The children are gentle and determined. The parents are resilient and courageous. Courageous Parents Network provides a safe space that supports and empowers them, validating their experiences and promoting their stories so that others may also find hope and strength. Welcome to the Courageous Parents Network podcast series. Carrie Padgett began working with families of seriously ill children in pediatric palliative care after her own two-year-old son, Kai, died of an inoperable brain tumor. Three years later, shortly after this recording, her 31-year-old brother, Pat, also died of an unrelated cancer. I I sometimes don't realize how in-depth my experiences like and how how I continue to just dig deeper into it and how I feel like because of that I'm able to live without Kai and like fully live without Kai and feel good about everything I do on a daily basis but also because of that maybe I'm more distant from like everyday life and like the people who were there before and the things that I was interested in before. My name is Carrie Padgett. My name is Liz McCallie, and I'm here chatting with my cousin Carrie. So obviously you've immersed yourself in this world of, like, not just cancer, just death and bereavement and dealing with it and all of that. Um, You know, I feel like I'm having the same conversations over and over again about death and it's not fair and just the things you say to yourself, your internal monologue. And I feel like you've probably had these conversations like hundreds of times. Do you feel like that's lessened the blow? Do you feel like it has made you, you know, less impacted by this? Or is it just as much of a a blow? Having Pat be diagnosed, I mean, Pat was diagnosed while Kai was dying, right? Like Pat's original diagnosis was while Kai was dying. And, you know, for a long time, all of us, including him and certainly me, just thought, well, he's going to have this surgery and he'll be fine because that's what everyone told us. And it feels impossibly naive for me to even have convinced myself of that. But I did. I just said, there is no way we're going to have to go through this again before this is even over. I mean, my two-year-old is sitting here dying, and now my brother, who is one year younger than me, is starting down the same path. Like, it just seemed completely impossible that we would have the same outcome. People talk about cancer survival, and someone has to survive. And if it's not going to be my son, it damn well better be my brother. For the early part of all of this, I had no ability to like even accept that Pat not surviving was a possibility. Like it just was, I couldn't even think about it. And like, I don't think any of us were really thinking about it at that point. Cause that's, you know, the doctors were saying like, this is going to be fine. It's no big deal. And, you know, we'll do the surgery and he'll be fine. But the reality is, is that that's what they said with Kai. <laughs> like they said, Kai has a low-grade tumor and he'll be on treatment, but he'll be a long-term survivor. Like it's gonna be okay. 
After Kai died and Pat relapsed, at that point I had no hope that anything would turn out well. I put on the smiling face and I was hopeful for Pat because that is what Pat wanted. But from then on, I could not allow myself to imagine that it would be okay because I couldn't handle it. I knew that if it wasn't okay, and I thought it was going to be, like, I, there's just no way I would ever be able to handle that. So, you know, in the meantime, I'm working with other families who are going through the same thing and kind of walking with them. And I don't know if I've become desensitized to it. I think I've learned to accept that death is always a possibility and that I can sit with that and be somewhat okay with that. Death isn't shocking in a way that maybe it was for me 10 years ago as a kid or whatever. Um, I think all of my life is desensitized since Kai died. Every part of my life. I don't think I will ever love as much. I don't think I will ever hurt as much. I don't think I will ever live as much. I don't think I'll ever laugh as much. I don't think anything will ever feel as real um, or as vibrant or as colorful or anything. Like, nothing will ever feel that big again. And so, on, I guess on some level, yeah, I'm desensitized to all of it. But Pat dying has been a completely different process for me than Kai. And I remember, you know, after Kai died, I thought, well, after Kai died and then I'm going right into a divorce. And I think to myself, well, okay, I can, I can handle this divorce. Like, this is 12 years of my life that is really hard to walk away from. But what could be worse than losing my kid? But the divorce was really hard, despite the fact that, you know, I never thought anything would be harder. And I think the same thing is true for for Pat being sick. There are days before I knew that Pat was going to die where I could say to myself, like, nothing will ever be worse than Kai dying. And I believed that. And I I think on some level that's still true. But once I knew that Pat was also going to die, like... It's, it's hard in a completely different way. And I am not immune to that at all. And I'm not desensitized to that at all. I think it's easier for me to walk with Pat through this because I've done that with Kai. But I don't, I don't think I'm any less connected to it. In some ways, I think it's probably gripped me even more because I know what's coming. Do you feel like you would be letting Kai down, feel like you're trying to move on from that part of your life? If you were like, tomorrow I want to be a clerk at CVS or something, just something easy and 
mindless and not so emotionally taxing? Do you feel like it would be like not honoring Kai and your connection and your, you know, his memory, I guess? I don't think at this point, and maybe I'm fooling myself, but at this point, I don't think that he is necessarily like the reason that I keep doing it. I keep doing it because it's all I know and it's who I am at this point and it's um, where I feel comfortable. It's really hard to have casual conversations about sick kids and death and the complexity of all of that. But that complexity is like always running through my mind and I don't really have anything else to talk about. And so I've created this life for myself where it's okay that that's what I talk about all the time. And so it's a relief. It's like less work for me to live in that world right now. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are days where I think like, I need to just walk away from all of this. I'm going to go, you know, live in another state where no one knows me and no one knows what I've been through and no one knows no one's asking me these questions um there are days where I think like all right world like I've put in my time like I'm just gonna get rid of everything and take whatever little money I have and travel and just live um I don't think I'll ever do that I don't know maybe um I don't know if I'm capable of actually like walking away in that way um but sometimes I think I should Definitely, I do. But I don't know who I would be without all of this. The music you heard in this episode was by Chris Zabriskie. Please visit CourageousParentsNetwork.org for more stories of courage, wisdom, and compassion.